Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, Gator Nation, welcome back to what we might call a very somber episode of Respect Our Decision Podcast. As always, I'm your boy, Hirsch. With me, CJ, the man, McCann. What's up, guys? And the artist formerly known as the Hype Man, Wes. Oh, I'm hype. <laughs> um, what, what did Harvey Dent say? You, you, you either die the hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. This, this might be uh this might be Wes's um character arc for that story. We'll get there in a minute, guys. As always, thank you for following along with us on this journey. Um, good, bad, ugly, indifferent, whatever it may be. As always, guys, go out, download us wherever you get your podcast from. And if you're watching us on the YouTube channel, please go ahead, drop us a subscribe on the channel if you haven't already. If you're still hanging in here with us, I know, I know times are rough, guys. I get it, I get it. Uh Leave a like on the video if you like what you hear tonight, today, today, tomorrow, tonight, whatever it is. I'll get it straight. And um, leave us a comment below, man. Give your thoughts. Try not to keep them. Try to try to keep them somewhere in the PG, PG thirteen, you know, status. Don't don't go over top. Um, but we get it. We feel your emotions right now. We're feeling the same emotions, and that's what we're gonna do, man. Look. We know y'all have had y'all's ear to the ground. We're not talking to a bunch of uneducated folks out there. Y'all know how Florida recruiting is going right now. You know of the recent things. You know about Waller. You know about Wardell Mack. You know about today, Nasir Johnson. Um, things aren't looking too good. Um, you know, we talked about this all year. You needed to show certain things in the season, and things would be okay. And... You're failing on that aspect. It, it It is what it is. Have you shown some things? Yeah, you did early. And you, and you, and the mood around recruiting and the program reflected that. And then, you know, Kentucky happened. Okay, whatever. And then you just started to see this snowball kind of rolling down the hill and it, and it kind of got the culmination of that at the Arkansas game. I mean, LSU, we knew LSU was going to be a battle. I don't think we expected to set records, you know, in a negative light. But, I mean, I made a comment last week on the episode. I could see Jaden Daniels running like crazy on us, and and 
I hate to be the prophet of that, but I just I knew it was it was going to happen. I didn't know that he was also going to throw for 900 yards and, you know, our DBs look like they just got out of high school, you know, they're in a high school game. And I just, you know, um, there's a lot broken right now, guys. We're not going to sugarcoat that. We're not going to do the whole patience thing. We've been doing the patience thing. Um, we understand that you, that, that the average fan only has so much patience and that they need a return on their investment, their, their emotional investment, their, you know, their personal investment. And right now, there ain't a whole of that happening, especially when you start to see recruits falling off, you know, off the ship. So we're going to take a little bit tonight. We're going to talk out of some raw emotion. I'm going to start, Wes. I'm going to throw it to you because, like I said, um, Wes, I've seen I've, – Wes has always been the one that I could, I could count on to kind of be like, nah, we're going to be all right. It's going to be this. It's going to be that. And when I see my man's – Psyche start to take a hit like I've seen this week. I know we're in a bad spot. So I can only imagine what y'all out there that I don't know, like I know Wes, have to be feeling right now. So that's what we're going to do, Wes. I'm going to throw it to you. Wes, what what can be done at this point to, to turn this into any kind of a positive? And I'm not talking about, obviously, a winning record. That's We're out the window on that. I'm not talking about a top five class because I don't think that's salvageable at this point. And I know that was a stickler for you. That's why I want to start with you. What does Billy Napier and company have to do from now until January? I'll, I'll throw January as, as the stop gap on this to win you back. Because like I said, you're as hyped as anyone I know about Florida Gator football and, the, and recruiting and you will <laughs> You will polish a turd all day long, for lack of a better <laughs> lack of a better term. You will, you will, you're the one that'll be like, ah, it's gonna be all right, Hirsch. We're gonna do this. We're gonna get that. We're gonna get them, man. And right now, you're like, nah, we're done. We're cooked. The goose, the goose is in the oven. <laughs> so, what do you need to see between now and January to to restore any amount of faith in Billy Napier and his program? Well, the first thing that can be done is you, he got to win one of these last two games. And CJ convinced me last week, and I talked about it on the podcast last week when I was about to pick us for our first, my first uh, loss. And CJ kind of convinced me. And the thing about it, CJ and Hirsch and fans that listen to this, is I, it's not out of the realm that we could even beat Missouri or Florida State. They're, this is not like we're playing Georgia from the last two years. Florida State is not on that level. I don't think they're a top four team in the country right now. I would have Washington, Oregon. We we've seen that over them. Missouri's a, a good Missouri's a disciplined type team that to me they're the heart of victory to, to get, but they 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 can be beat. But when you look at Florida State playing them at home, I think they can be beat as well. But do I would I bet that? <laughs> no. Not my hard earned cash. Hell no, I wouldn't bet it. But the thing is that they can be beat, and he has to win. He has to salvage one of these. And the, and the victory that would get him there and that will win the fans is not the Missouri one. It's the Florida State one. It's the one in two weeks. If he can beat Florida State, not only would that to me, because I just said I don't think they're a top-four team, and then you have Washington, Texas, and one of the Big Ten teams, Ohio State of Michigan going, and one of the SEC teams, whether it's Bama or Georgia, going, you could possibly not. You know how good – the Florida fan base, we know how social media is and how that how you can react to knock them out of the playoff when they think this is their damn year. To be able to knock them out will be a huge bump in favor for him to 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 win a lot of the fans back and to win me back. But the, the program is broken. I mean, we said it two years ago. Right now it's broken. The thing that Billy could hang his hat on was I have the number three recruiting class. Well, we took a major hit with three guys leaving the class this week, and we don't know if more will leave. How long can we wait to the 2025 year? Because even next year, I, I, we know the schedule. The fans know the schedule. Like like her said, we're not going to talk to you like you're dumb. You've seen the schedule for next year. Like, shit. We got to wait to – we got to look at next year and be like, okay, we got DJ Lagway. We don't want him to play. We've alluded to we want Mertz to be the quarterback next year and go through that struggle. And Lagway had be a true sophomore 
or a redshirt freshman going into 2025. But the way that the season has ended where we thought, okay, maybe it's the offense, but we can't really complain about the offense when they put up 37 points and the defense is taking a regression. And we know we need guys, but when we need guys and we're losing guys, there was a whole social media thing about the game's got to be played. And we defended it. Everybody defended. Okay, Florida State. Okay, Miami. Y'all say game's got to be played. Yeah, we're recruiting out of our ass. We're looking good right now. And y'all keep saying that. But we're going to be steady. We're going to see progression. That's all the fans ask for is progression. But when the defense is looking like they're looking and then the offense is – it's like we can never play a complete game. If the offense looks good, the defense looks bad. When the defense looks good, the offense looks bad. We can never play a, a complete game the way we should. And it's like it's – not, it's not progression – it's regression in some aspects of the game. And there's certain things that even when you guys are like, Westwell, we can't score in every possession. It's like, but I'm looking like Trey has to touch the ball more. It's like things that you see, even the best offense, even with Kyle Trask, if we go back to 2020, just recent memory, that offense and how good it was, they didn't score in every possession. But then we were looking like, but that offense is elite. And the same thing with the offenses now. The offense is scoring 30-something points, but it's stuff that we we know that they can do better. And right they're now – They're scoring 30-something like, points. I'm going to cut you off on that just because they're scoring 30-something points because they're giving up a touchdown in three, four minutes, and they're yeah. having – you know, and you're having to throw the entire game. Yeah. So it's kind of a skewed number. And, I mean, and that's fine. It, it, it shows that we can score when we need to. But when the but, game is tied – and the game is tied, like in the middle, it's the middle parts of the game where the defense showed. It's like that, that's what I mean by a complete ball game. And people might when you when you when you take a when you take a step back and you look at it and you and you're watching like okay, when the defense stops LSU a couple times in the first half, it's like we're not capitalizing on that. Same thing with Arkansas when we could have stepped, put our foot on Arkansas's throat, we didn't do it. And then when the game got tight, then they started scoring and we had to score. That's when it's happening. It's not happening where, and, and I know Hurst told me this is the way Billy calls his game. He wants to play that curve, but we don't have the athletes and the, and the dudes to play that type of game. And yeah, he, I just tried to get to that ball control offense when we don't have the defense to, to yeah. run a ball control offense. And and and, and it's, it's horrible. The recruits are leaving. I'm frustrated. It's like rinse, repeat. Last year was Miami, now it's Florida State. They're doing what they're supposed to do on a recruiting level. They're winning ball games, and they're sorry, ACC. The, the, to the fans that get frustrated with uh, or bring up oh, uh, McElwain, when McElwain had uh, Munchamp elite defense with, with Duke Dawson and Brian Poole and, and Marcus May and Keanu Neal and Jalen Tabor and Quincy Wilson. I mean, this is not that if you give Napier that defense with the offense, what we're doing, that's different. You can't compare those. And Kirby wasn't even at Georgia. Yeah, like having Georgia where they're at. So the, the whole state of the SEC East is is crazy. And then next year you're looking at Texas, Oklahoma coming. And we don't have Vanderbilt next year. Like the, the easy wins on the schedule are not there next year to even get there. I'm looking at like Hirsch, CJ, I'm looking at a 2-10 and 10 season next year. If that, we might get two wins. I don't know if we can beat UFC, UCF next year. I'm not UFC, UCF next year. Like that. that's how bad it's getting. Like Going to get beat at, like it's a UFC. It's going to be crazy next year. And if I don't know, and, and the things that I tried to say Billy will be able to fix, the portal things that he should have done that he didn't do is hurting him now because if he had the guys to do it, and, we, and we, we've tried to make the excuses about, hey, there's a young team, wait till these guys next year, but do we want to see all these young guys next year against that type of schedule? I don't know how they're going to perform. I, I, I just don't see a light at the end of the tunnel the way I want the way I did because of the way the recruiting is going. And I don't want to go keep going on because you guys are going to say stuff that's going to trigger me to say more stuff. Um, <laughs> but right now we're in, a, we're in a bad, bad place um, as a program. I'm sick of Scott Strickland and, and, and what he's doing. I'm sick of the the, 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 the fact that we don't have, we, we say Florida State didn't have money. That's why Jimbo left, right? Jimbo left because Florida State didn't have money. But all of a sudden Florida State has money. I mean, we can't keep making excuses for these other programs to do what they're doing, well, Florida State is going to be in purgatory forever. They don't have money. They're not doing this. Well, they figured a way out in their conference to do it, which beating close, winning close games, having a fifth-year guy like we have in, in, in Graham Mertz, who, who hasn't played bad, but our defense has been so horrible, but it's not apples to it, it, I'm conflicted the way I feel because I know it's not apples to apples. It's not orange to orange. However you want to say the same goes because we play in a different conference than what – uh, Florida State is playing the the best team. Florida State has played is is Duke. 
Like Clemson has been horrible this year. This is not Clemson with Deshaun Watson or Trevor Lawrence. So they've been able to skate, and they should have lost at Clemson if they had a kicker that can kick the ball. So it's like it's crazy to put us in a predict, but it's the life we're in, and it's life being a Florida Gator fan. But I mean, we're broken, and we're going to be in the mediocre state where we might win four, four to seven games a year for the next three, four years if we fire Billy. Nobody can come in here and save us, Kirby. Urban Meyer, the Nick Saban, the only one who can save us. There's not a young coach that can come in right now and fix the program. That's what I want you guys to understand. There's nobody that can come in because the support the doesn't. The support isn't where it needs yeah. to be, and it and it has nothing to do with the coach that comes in and and hypes it up. It it's they just don't care. And I know CJ. I know CJ can probably hit on that a lot more. Like I said, I know we want to keep it moving. CJ, you you've alluded to it. Hold on, go ahead, Wes. Thing I say before I pass to you guys. The only thing, and and this is going to be bad for for me to say. The only thing is, Billy is going to have to make some coaching changes, and we're going to have to just do a dabble. We're going to have to endure bad seasons till he gets his system and his players in, because a new coaches can't fix it. Because of the way our guys up top, the way the money is going to be spent as far as NIL and getting these guys, that that, that won't work. It's, it's, it's not going to work. So we stuck with Billy because that's because he's here now. No matter who it was, it could have been any young coach that came in. We have to endure these young seasons to get to where we're going to get. And that's just the way it is. It's not an overnight fix because of the conference we play in, because the way you have to recruit in the conference we play in. That's the only way to fix the inevitable. Because – no new coach can come in unless his name is Kirby Smart, Urban Meyer, or uh, Nick Saban. All right, CJ, it, it, balls in your court. What's what's your how you feeling? Uh, I, I feel great. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, uh, it's it's um, it's it's bad in the sense of there's nothing we can do about it. You and me, we haven't have we don't have power. I don't have. $30 million in my back pocket. There's some Florida Gator boosters that do, um, but they don't really care. And that's, that's it. The, you look at teams and understand, and Auburn's about to get there too. You guys watch. Um, there's about to be some teams and it's going to get harder than ever to win because Georgia boosters, Alabama boosters, Auburn boosters, Texas A&M boosters, now Florida State boosters have gotten sick and tired of losing. They've decided, hey, we're going to pay money now. We want to we want to play and compete. They're all coming together, and it's about to be a shitstorm for us because our boosters, aside from two or three that are just absolutely trying to carry this thing on their back, don't really care. They don't care about football. They don't care about it enough to 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 do anything to you know spend money to get us over the hump, um, and that's that's where we're stuck at. We don't have an athletic director or an or UAA that is going to rally this to to fix this. Um, a lot of the guys, the kids that we lost in in the recruiting, we could have saved by upping NIL by doing it, but you know you get what you get, and you don't pitch a fit, and and that's the way they look at it. Um, they look at it in the sense of, well, Steve Spurrier didn't need this to win. And uh, Urban Meyer didn't need this to win. And I'll, I'll, I'll hit on Urban Meyer just for one freaking second because something he said pissed me off. When he's going to sit here, and I love Allie to death, but he's going to sit here on the show and tell me that a guy should be able to get up in the morning and not have bad seasons at Florida. It's, it's impossible to have bad seasons at Florida. It's not 2005 anymore, man. In 2005, when you were there, Alabama sucked. Georgia sucked. Florida State sucked. Tennessee sucked. You didn't have to worry about any of them. And, so, you, were allow- and you were allowed to just do whatever the hell you wanted to do with your sound like Sounds like Urban trying to get a job, but go ahead. I, I mean, but, but let's stay focused on, on what Urban, the situation Urban had at Florida. It didn't matter that he had all the pe- kids arrested that got arrested. And all that didn't matter because we weren't worried about our public image like we are. Right. And he's part of the reason 
that that happened. He's, he's, a, he's a lot of the reason that we're in the mess we're in. Since 2010, we have not fielded a consistently competitive football team. We've had about four. I'll take that back. We've had about three years, three solid years since 2010, where we have put a very respectful football team on the field. Uh, we haven't won an SEC. We haven't run a conference title since 2008. If you'd have told me that in 2008, that we would be sitting here now 15 years down the road and, and not have. And not almost sniffed one, I, I would have called Not even. Not even. Not even close. And, and that's that's frustrating. Um, We had Georgia at one point. We had Georgia and Florida State lapped at one point. Like they couldn't touch us. Couldn't beat us. And then they got rid of Urban. Um, they got embarrassed. They gave too much of a crap about what their public image was. And now they've made a concerted effort, all of them, all the gray hairs up there, that we're not going to do that again. We're, we're not going to stoop that low, as they say. Well, until you do, until you get kicked in the gut enough, to say, you know, I'm tired of losing, it's not going to change. It's just not. Billy Napier can only do so much. Billy Napier has worked everywhere. He worked at Alabama. I can promise you, hand to God, if you and me sat down with Billy Napier in a, you know, in a setting where he could speak freely and openly, he would tell you, this ain't Alabama. They ain't running this thing like Alabama. They don't want to try to run this like Alabama. They don't care to even attempt because they're more concerned about being a top 10 or top five public university. Um, They're more concerned with uh, being the everything school, you know, and trying to funnel money to all these different things that university of Florida does. And what frustrates me about that is if you have a good football team, everything else will be good. We've seen it everywhere else. Alabama used to be irrelevant in basketball. Did not have, didn't have, wasn't even close. Now look at them. They've lapped us in basketball. And if he ain't careful, Georgia's fixing to do the same damn thing. They're spending money more than they've ever spent money at basketball. They're doing the same thing in baseball. So now we're on a situation where it's either time for somebody to say, I've had enough, we're not going to lose anymore, we're going to do what it takes, and we're going to make necessary adjustments to it. Could that happen? Sure. But it's going to take somebody to come in and care. Uh, you've got people now, all these universities, they have their guy, you know, just a millionaire that, you know, just wants to win. That's just not, not the case at Florida. we got some guys with some money, more money than you and I'll ever see. But not to to that level. I mean, Florida State now um, is John Morgan and Morgan and Morgan. <laughs> JP Morgan, JP Morgan. They're they're paying some cash cash money to play football, and and that's that's what it is. And and, and the two I talked about this too was Georgia. Georgia's got boosters that are paying out their butt. Never went to college. Never went to Georgia. Have no tie to it. Their kids don't go to Georgia. They just care that much about Georgia football. Exactly. Florida Florida doesn't have that, nor would they accept somebody who would do that. They've got their own little club. And if you if you can't play, they don't they don't want you there. And it's frustrating. Because all of us have done nothing but support this program, support the University of Florida. Go to games. I've I've supported every coach, and I'm still going to support Billy Napier. I've supported every coach until the bitter end when they were when they're carried out the door, and I'm going to continue to do that because that's just the way I am. But it's frustrating. I, I don't. I can't. It doesn't make sense to me that you can make that many wrong hires. Like I, I, something else is at work there. Like even Tennessee had the same problem. Tennessee has gone in and gutted everything. Now they're winning football games, and it won't be long before beating but, them every year won't be a. And 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 added to what you said, 
great boosters. Uh, the the owner of the Cleveland Browns, I know, is a tremendous mm-hmm. booster for Tennessee. Hell, Peyton Manning himself. I mean, you know, uh, just big money guys pouring money into the program. I, is some of the luster fading off of Josh Heupel? Yeah, but guess what? They're still winning enough games that's keeping the boosters involved. That's getting the recruits on campus. Uh, and they're, they're not having classes as good as us. But they're going out, hitting the portal, getting a few kids they need at choice positions to stop gap things. And, uh, you know, I'm a, I don't want to cut you off, CJ. I want you to be able to finish what you were on. But the portal situation, uh, I saw a post today by someone that's very reputable in Gator Nation, EH, if you know who EH is. Um, he's been a message board person f- for the Gators for many years. He's a booster. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, you know what? It, it may be that time, the, the time and age of recruiting class rankings might not have the same meaning that it did five years ago. Because now everything is there, there's so much, there has to be that balance between recruiting class and the portal. And people aren't ready to, there, there are people, and I'm, and I'm, Billy Napier seems to be one of them. He's going to have to adjust this theory if he wants to maintain a job that that still believe it's all that recruiting, recruiting, recruiting. And and we've been on that bandwagon. But you're seeing the results of it now as other teams, Florida State, Tennessee, programs that were below us are above us now because of using and making sure that they find a balance in that strategy. See. I, I don't disagree with you at all. I think the um, people need to understand that you need to accept now where we're at in college football. You've got to build a team with recruiting, but you've got to supplement a team with the portal. So if you're if you're coming through with a young spot or young uh, position group now, you need to go into the portal and get some experienced guys. Um, Florida has gone to – this year, and the reason a lot of our problems stem from, we have a lot of freshmen playing. We've got 30% of the team and the defense is are freshmen. Um, and that's not good. It might be good two, three years from now uh, when they're in, you know, the battles and stuff, and they've been here before, they've been doing it. But if you want to win and be competitive now, while you wait on these kids to grow up a little bit, you're going to have to dip into that portal. And next year, I think, I think that you're going to have to, I don't think you, I don't think he's got a choice. But see that that's, that's, that's where we're at to Hersh's point. We, it's nothing wrong with that, but when you don't see any improvement from the guys on the field and you can't keep the recruiting class intact, that's where your problem lies with the, with the portal. And, 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 and that's what I was saying earlier about how the, the the lack of getting guys that we should have gotten in the portal has affected us. I don't mind. It's the fact that we are Florida. And I think that's hurting Billy. Like, if, if Billy was at Auburn, maybe he may have gotten some time. But because our fans are so crazy. And I, I and to see. Uh, hey, Harson got one year. I mean, at Auburn. So. Yeah, Auburn's <laughs> just as crazy as we are, man. <laughs> But but to you guys' point, it's it's like it's okay to see those guys come into fruition, and is is and that's why I say twenty twenty five. We have to. No coach can come in. That's why when people want Billy gone, and it it, it and, and to Hersh's original question, this is before we started our soliloquies and our monologues about what was going on. Hersh <laughs> said, "What can save Billy?" And the thing is, it's time because no other coach can come in and fix this. If he, but the way he wants to fix it without time, and that's the thing that our fans have to understand. And I'm pissed, but I'm pissed because we're losing recruits. I'm pissed because of the product on the field. I'm, I'm, I'm like, we should have beat Arkansas, but we put out, but because of where we were, we can't compare Dan Lanning with what, what recruiting over there was in Oregon to what we are now. It's not the same unless you get some innovative guy that can fix those things. Because if you look at Oregon, they're our scoring people. You look at Washington, they're our scoring people. You look at Florida State, they're making plays late in the ACC. If they were in the SEC 
they would have had one or two losses by now. Playing if they played our schedule, they would have had one or two losses by now. But playing the SEC, you're gonna have to give the guy time because if you don't give him time, it's not gonna work out. And I'm pissed at Billy of the, 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 the decisions from the special teams and the stuff, the dumb stuff that he's did. I'm not gonna say it's all on time because there's some stuff that he that he effed up. He effed up some stuff. But we have to give him time to get it fixed because if it's going to be rinse and repeat, the same thing I sent you guys in the text with our group checks, it's you're going to be rinse and repeat because no new guy can come in and fix this stuff overnight. Not even no SEC. New guy no new guy it, won't. This is not the yeah. big – You're going to you're gonna turn off board. anybody from wanting this job because exactly. – Exactly. Let's, let's, let's review something. It's very well documented that Billy had a heavy list of demands to take this job. And we gave him those demands. But then in two years, you turn around and run him off. You know, what does that say to big name coaches out there? Sure. I understand $7 million can attract a lot of people, but it can also be turned down by a lot of people that can get $7 million, $8 million at another school. That's, not going to uh, that they're not going to have to deal with the same headaches that Napier is dealing here. And I'm not talking about the fan base. Please know this guys listening out there. I'm not talking about the hand, the headaches that, that come from below. I'm talking about the headaches from above the people that CJ and Wes were talking about that, that handcuff him dramatically in this, in this job. Um, you, you have a, a AD who's, a fundraiser. That's what he is, but he doesn't raise funds for the right things. I mean, in, in my eyes, yes, facilities are great. That's awesome. Um, but then we're talking about the whole swamp, you know, renovation, taking out 20,000 seats. And I know the uproar about that and don't get me wrong. I, I'm not tremendously excited about it, but at the same point, I know there are even worse issues going on than that. You, you've got just a UAA that doesn't care. You've got a, I mean, the only person I think in that whole office that gives two dams about football is Steve Spurrier. Yeah. And he's grossly outnumbered. <laughs> well, it did too, you look at it like this, the UAA caused these problems for it's Scott like, Strickland yeah. where he had to fundraise to fix the facilities because they were ignored. The old we didn't have an indoor practice field till 2000 and what 17, 16? We didn't have anything. We got here that all this stuff was behind. We didn't have the standalone facility. Florida was consistently winning and was not taking at that time the money and putting it back into the facilities then. So then you get Scott Strickland in here and he's playing catch up. For all the facilities, which doesn't help because then you can't focus on the other stuff. It, 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 we've, we've created problems for ourselves because we've been prone to react and, instead of, of taking action prior. It, it's frustrating. We've got people that are sitting on their hands. And, and don't, don't get this wrong either. We may fire Billy Napier. We might fire him. They might pay that $30 million buyout. We might bring in another head coach, but you know what's going to happen. And we saw this early with Billy Napier. They don't want to spend the money to kickstart the program. They would rather instead wait to see. They're going to take a wait and see approach and another coach that we hire. And we're going to be behind again. Because nobody wants to take the initiative. We don't have anybody in the program to say, I'm going to get this over the hump now and remove all excuses, set this coach up as best as I can. It's not going to happen because it hasn't happened. I, I think Dan Mullen, for all his flaws, was the closest. Had had Dan Mullen given just an inkling, just half of a damn about recruiting and actually cared 
about the other stuff that goes on as a coach, we'd probably be in a pretty good spot. Because these guys that are spending money now were there before. They were there, but Dan didn't want their help. Dan didn't want to to do this stuff in recruiting. Dan Mullen didn't want to do any of the NIL stuff. So it's put us behind. So we've gone from a coach who could win games uh, with little to nothing that refused to get something. So then he gets lapped by everybody else. Now you come in with another coach that last year in the recruiting class, we had a scummy lawyer who was ruining our, our freaking recruiting class on the side. So it puts us a year behind. If that's, that's why I kind of look at, I've always looked at this year and, and it's impossible to do that, but it's almost like last year was like year zero. Like we, we didn't do anything, but tear down. There was no building. So now you're in year two, but you're, you're actually in year one, which is horrible for fans because it's hard to understand any of that. And it's, it's not the way you need to do things. So I don't, I just wish that we would have attacked recruiting this well last year. I wish we would have been in the top five recruiting classes last year, whenever you were selling a vision still not, not now you're in year two trying to sell a vision and the product on the field isn't very good. And, and you're not winning and it just you're coaching you you're talking about changing coaches position coaches it's just a mess it's it's just a mess that the leadership at the university has created um i want to just hit on a few things and and y'all y'all covered a lot of the big points and Wes had to step out for a second he'll be back in just a minute but um here's some issues that i have that are on the field issues We've talked about all the off the st- off the field stuff. CJ alluded to a lot of the, the the upper problems. Wes talked about issues he's seen. I'm going to talk about a few things on the field that really concern me, and I know a lot of people agree. I mean, we we've hit on this a lot, but there's two players in particular that that really speak out to me about what's going on with this team, and those are Jalen Kimber and Jason Marshall. Those are experienced corners. One, Jason Marshall, we know what his ranking was. Now, I get it. Some players don't live up to their ranking. Cool. Not, I don't have a problem with Jason Marshall not living up to being a five-star on Rivals uh, three and a half years ago. Uh, Jalen Kimber was a high-rated high four-star, uh, recruited by Georgia by Kirby Smart, committed to Georgia, transferred. Um, so not a Dan Mullen guy. These are guys that have been in the under Billy now for two years. And both of them seemingly have regressed. Almost like game to game before our eyes. And a lot of people say, well, they, you know, like Jason Marshall just doesn't look like he cares. Well, who's who's in charge of that? And I'm not saying making him care. Like if that's just the kid's attitude, that's just the kid's attitude. But who's in charge of running him back out on the field? Do we have better alternatives? You can't tell me that Jakeem Jackson is worse. Uh, Because he's at least giving it his all. I'd rather see him give his all than some of the the, the efforts that I see. And then go to Twitter about somebody saying about the Jaden Daniels run and he just gave up on the play. Uh, What was I supposed to do here? That was his response. Look, I get it. These guys don't have been criticized up and down by the fan base. I understand it gets frustrated. But you, you're not doing anything to combat that by not showing any kind of hustle on some of these plays. We, You know, the face mask play earlier in the year where Jason Marshall just quit running. Um, Jalen Kimber showed flashes last season to me playing with a cast on his hand. But he looks seemingly worse each and every week this year. So, so what is truly going on that you have players, highly ranked players, that are seemingly regressing week to week? Does that speak to the attitude of the whole team behind the scenes? Now, don't get me wrong. There's some guys that give their all every play. I don't. I'm not saying that. 
Um, you know, Jordan Castell, I know a lot of people say, well, Jordan Castell's, you know, regressed too, but I believe Jordan Castell has just hit the damn wall. He's This is the most football the young man's ever played in a year. And this ain't high school. I mean, you know, he's playing against full SEC competition. So I have no doubt that, that you know, that kid's hit a freshman wall where it's just like, oh, my God, I'm his body is probably just beat. And that's that's the learning curve of playing true freshmen in the SEC, especially on defense. They get beat up. <laughs> and, and there comes a time in that season where you're not used to to playing this much football. You know, you play in a high school game, one of the quarters aren't near as long. You know, you don't have all the – timeouts and TV timeout, you know, a game lasts how long, CJ, a couple hours and you're all, you know, you're out of there. Yeah. Right. No. And you know, you, now you're on the field, you're hit, you're out there, especially in this defense where you're just getting run, you know? <laughs> um, And I'm not making excuses for all of, you know, there's a lot of this going on that just makes no sense to me. How have you gone from what we saw against Tennessee? Granted in the swamp night game, still early in the season, a lot more to play for to this. It ain't just because you lost Shamar James. It's just like, and it goes back to some of my arguments about strength and conditioning. I believe that that is a tremendous issue, but will anything be done about it? I can't tell you. I don't know. I keep being told, hey, Billy's going to make these changes by people that I, I really trust. They're like, you know, Billy's Billy's going to hire an offensive coordinator. A lot of it is he's probably not going to have a choice. He's going to have to make a choice. Hey, it's you or them. And right. by them, I mean Sales, Stapleton, um, and some other guys. I believe you see Sales, Stapleton, Billy G, I believe, is going to be gone next year. And that's not going to be because he's going to be let go. I think Billy G's kind of getting into that twilight of his career, and he wants to kind of move on from this. But that we'll talk about that another day. It's really not important to this show. I think you're going to see Mike Pete gone. I think at this point in time, given what I've heard and read and 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 what we're seeing on the field, I think it's a very, very solid chance you're going to see Corey Raymond gone. And it is what it is. I mean, at this point, I think ten weeks ago we'd have said Corey Raymond. We you know we we'd be okay with Corey Raymond leaving. Everybody be like, you're stupid. And now I think most everybody's like, you know what? Hey, if it happens, well, it happens. I mean, so there's going to be a lot of things going on between now and, like I said, in January. And it's going to speak volumes about what Florida football is going to be the next five years. Because either wholesale changes are going to get made or we're going to stay in the same cycle and this is just what we are. I mean, can you hear me? Can you see me? Yeah, we got you. We can't see you, but we can hear you. I don't, I don't know what's happening with my, my picture, but to Hershey's point, I mean, and that's what I've been saying. Like, we can't keep cycling through coaches. We won't be able to get a new one. Changes have to be made on the staff. I think Billy's methodical. To me, and this is me reflecting and thinking all day from the conversation I had with Hershey CJ. Seeing the timelines, whether it's Facebook, our message groups, uh, what people have sent me from Twitter, everything, Billy might be the perfect guy to fix it. And, and when I said the dabble analogy, I meant that is we're going to have to suffer. We, I know we've been suffering. I, CJ said three, three competitive teams in the last 15 years. We're going to have to give a guy to be able to fix it. There was some talk that McElwain made Fixed. I, I think Nick Delatore put it out there that McElwain had found a way with the recruiting thing to fix it. If you don't, if you don't remember, we had some guys in that class. We had Jamar Chase and we had uh, the Ole Miss QB. Uh, I can't remember his name. Corral. Corral. We, we had those guys in that class before he got himself uh, fired or uh, dismissed. However you want to say it, but we're gonna have to give a guy time because we're that broken where on the field is going to affect our recruiting. As good as I think the best thing is recruiting and methodical, and we'd say it five years, and we're going to have to give him five years. We're going to have to see DJ Lab on the field with Billy Napier and a new OC, a uh, 
where there's a new DC, where there's a new D tackle coach, where there's a new linebacker coach, where there's a new secondary coach. All those things are going to have to factor in. We just got to give it time and we got to be patient and we got to suffer these losses because um, one thing I've learned through my personal life and to, to, to follow the football where we at now to, to implement that here, the process. Sometimes the process is, is not microwave. It's, it's going to be crock pot. It's going to be me and, me and Hirsch was talking before the podcast about smoking. It's going to be smoking where you got to sit there and wait for a couple of hours to get that thing right and tasting good, where we got to give some coach, whether it's Napier and somebody else, we can't cycle through coaches and think uh, overnight. That's not what we had as a program, too. To, we're not Alabama where somebody can come in and step next, step in and fix everything. So we, we just had that program. We're going to have to wait. It, it's a wild situation, guys. I, I'm not going to sit here and say – I understand exactly what the fix is because I never imagined it would be this broken. And I don't want to sound undefeated because honestly, I'm going to be very blunt with you. I've reached a point in my life where I don't stress it like I used to. <laughs> I've got my own kids, but I got one that's old enough to be in college. You know, I got one that's about to be in high school. I, I can't be worrying about it all day long. Like I used to uh, and stressing what these, what what's going on. But I'm a fan, just like you. I, I, I'm concerned, man. It, it it bothers me to see the team that I love so much so broken. Um, I'm just able to put file it away and not let it get to me as much as I used to just because I realize there's bigger things in life to be worried about than than college football kids, you know, you know, <laughs> kids on scholarship getting big NIL deals. It's just, it, it, it's going to be what it's going to be. But the problem at the end of the day, I, I still maintain, and I know these guys do too. It, it starts at the top. It rolls downhill. And by at the top, we mean well, well above Billy Napier. Um, it, it's time for a change at the university of Florida. It's, it's time for a, a wholesale change. And that might set the program back a little bit. It, it, it may just jumpstart it altogether. I mean, I really can't answer that, but it's perfectly clear that we've reached that point where it's shit or get off the pot time with the with the football program at the University of Florida and the athletic uh, program as a whole. I mean, obviously, we know what all has happened with Scott Strickland in the few different cases of, you know, stuff that's gone on behind the scenes that have thrown him into question. I just I believe we've reached a point with Scott Strickland where there is no positives on the man. Nope. So all right, guys, we're not gonna keep rambling. I mean, I know we could, because that's what we do. We could sit around like we were talking in each other's backyards, cooking steaks, cooking burgers, and just rambling on about what drives us crazy about this. But I mean, it's just shouting into the void until somebody that actually cares and matters does something about it. And, and that's where we're at. So leave us your thoughts below, guys, on what you think needs to be changed with the University of Florida. Not just Billy needs to be fired or Billy needs an offensive coordinator. We're past that at this point. What is your take as to what it's going to take to fix Florida football for the next decade? Leave it in the comments below. All right, guys. Something shocking has happened this week. For the first time in the history of the Respect Our Decision podcast, Hirsch is not the leader in the weekly pickums. I don't know what to do with my hands right now. I'm very confused. Uh, CJ went nine and one last week and, and took the lead for the year, seventy nine and thirty one. I went eight and two. West went eight and two. That brings me at seventy eight thirty two. West at sixty seventy six and thirty four. Just two, uh, three games back of CJ. Two games back of me. Oh man. I had to pick those damn dirty volunteers to beat Missouri. <laughs> I told you I felt dirty doing it. It came back to bite me. Josh Heupel, you Waffle House looking some bitch. You cost me my lead. I won't make that mistake again. Unlike Wes picking against Georgia, he's probably going to pick Tennessee to beat Georgia this week. That's right. The four four <laughs> times the charm. Not the third time. The fourth time. The fourth time. Fourth time. He's Rick Flaring it out here. Yeah, first time you do something like that. I heard your math, man. I thought we knew you were tied, and we got 
how we were tied last week, man. We weren't tied last week. No, you've been back we, the whole season. Were tied. Me and CJ back, were tied last week. You can make a comeback. I had to make a comeback. I was behind y'all like five games at one point. See, Wes is trying to manipulate. I had to things. dig it out, man. We had to. We had man, to try, Wes man, is trying to manipulate my mind. He's trying to Jedi mind trick me into getting back <laughs> up higher up in the wind column. All right. I put up this week's slate of games is not stellar. So we went digging this week to throw in some some games that are really going to take a little thought process and find out who who truly knows a little bit about, about ball this week. So we'll First start. Up, Alabama and Chattanooga. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, what is it? Florida State, North Alabama. That's uh, it. Um, all right. Now we're going to start one that's kind of fairly easy, though. Uh, Washington at Oklahoma State. CJ, you won last week. You get to go first. You mean Oregon State? That's what I meant. Oregon State. You said Oklahoma State. I was like, man, boy, that ought to be a good oh, game. Oh, something but... state. It wasn't Ohio State. I don't. Oh. Yeah, oh, Oregon um, State. You got I'm gonna it. take. I'm gonna take Washington, but don't be shocked if Oregon State pulls it out. They're playing. Man, that conference Dallas. is wild, man. I don't understand. I still don't understand how Washington, Oregon is still. I don't, especially Washington, because they're undefeated. I don't. I don't. Florida State's in front of them. With who that. you taking? I'm taking Washington because I need Florida State out of there. It's crazy to me. It's only going to happen if Washington, we do it. Washington, man. Washington just – they live their life like Dominic Toretto, boy, a quarter mile That's at a right. time. They're they're, <laughs> they're wild up there. That, they're going to lose one of these games, but I think they win this they, they lose the Oregon in the, in the Pac-12 championship. All right. The Battle of Kansas. Kansas State at Kansas. Wes, who are we taking? Kansas. CJ. Ah, Kansas. God, they look mighty terrible this week, though. Didn't they? Didn't they get beat uh, this week? I don't remember. But you know what? It's at Kansas. Give me Kansas. Rock Chalk, Jayhawk, all that good stuff. All right. right. UNC travels to Clemson. CJ. Oh, we're thinking now. Yeah. Yeah, this, yeah, this is this is a tough one. Um it's at Clemson. Give me Clemson. UNC is hot and cold. Wes. I'm going to go with the Tigers. Yeah, give me UNC then. All right. Drake May, you are Atlanta Falcon. Um. Anyway. All right. Utah travels to Arizona and a tale of two seven and three football teams. Wes. Utah. CJ. I'm going to go with Arizona. Yeah, I'm taking Arizona myself, man. They're they're, they're on the up and up for sure. Still really like that quarterback. All right, here's a a game that, man, I didn't know we'd be here. Uh, UCLA at USC. Chip Kelly on the verge of being fired. Some have said it's already happened. Uh. I don't know what we're even playing for here anymore. Uh, CJ, who are you taking? Uh, USC. Wes. USC. Chosen. Yeah, if UCLA, if, if if Kelly knows he's on the way out, he's kind of temperamental. He might just let this shit go all the way into the earth. Um, give me give me the Trojans. All right. Speaking of Georgia Tech, woo, Syracuse. At Georgia Tech, two five and five teams battling it out on Tobacco Road. Wes, who are you taking? Georgia Tech. CJ. Man. Ha <laughs> ha. Oh boy. Uh will he pick Del Rio? Uh give me tech. I don't I don't like picking tech. They let me down. Ah, uh, rambling right for Georgia Tech, the hell of an engineer. Man, I'm telling you, with that hellacious home field advantage right there in the yeah, heart of Atlanta. hellacious home field advantage. <laughs> that that traffic going down 75 south, just blaring in the background. Yeah. Yeah, yeah buddy. Um, you know what? Give me Tech. Sets in. I'm not. I'm not picking on a Carlos Del Rio team. I just don't believe in it. All right. Another scrappy battle. Here we go. UCF at Texas Tech. CJ. Give me the Red Raiders. Wes. UCF. 
Yeah, I think I'm going to go UCF on this one too. This thing, this feels like one that if I picked against Gus, he's going to end up winning like 43 to 10 or some craziness just because I did. Give me UCF in this one. All right. Staying in the battle of mid, Kentucky at South Carolina. Wes. Kentucky. CJ. Uh, This game is stinky. Uh, <laughs> this game sucks. These, these teams, um, we're gonna have some really weird and uh, you know, what, what are they called? Uh, South Carolina's on a, on a two game win streak right now, yeah. Yeah, they beat Jacksonville State and they beat they beat uh, Vanderbilt. They're uh, they're riding a hot streak right now. Um, heat wave, November and heat Kentucky, wave. And Kentucky just got smacked. Give me, give me Kentucky. Give me Kentucky. I think, <laughs> I think, they, I think they can run the ball on them. How dare you pick against the Cox and no nut November? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give me Kentucky. I just, I think they'll play enough defense to really give a fit, you know, to, to old boy over there. All right, Louisville, top ten. Louisville goes to Miami. CJ. Louisville, Miami's hell of a home field advantage with their buy one get two free tickets. See, uh, wet. Louisville. Yeah, I think uh, I think Miami blew all they had out last week to try to play that game tight. Um, no, that wasn't a tight game. College football committee said uh, Florida State dominated. Yeah, of course they did. Um, <laughs> Oh, yeah, I man. just give me Louisville because I I think the Miami's quarterback situation is 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 a train wreck. Boy, a lie don't care who tells it. All right, Wes, here we go. UGA at Tennessee. Actually, uh, yeah, that that's you, Wes. Go ahead. Come on, Wes. That's I lose every week. Uh, Come on, Wes. I'm gonna go with Georgia this week. No. <laughs> you catch me slipping this week. You catch this week. I would have been in the lead if I was Pete Georgia. He finally picked, of the four horsemen, he finally picked Benoit. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking Mongo. I'd be in the lead with my other picks. I've been having one and two losses. If I picked Georgia. <laughs> He'd have picked them all. Paul Roma, yeah. all the bad ones. If, if you'd have just listened to us like a month ago, you'd be right there at the top. Yeah, I'm yeah. taking Georgia. Tennessee's trash. Boy, they looked right past them, Missouri, and that I just, told you exactly what was going to happen. They, I, I really didn't think. How do you look past another team that's that's what top thirteen? Because it's Tennessee. That that Josh Heupel, Luster, the same way really they looked past starting. South Carolina last year. He's doing exactly what he did at UCF, but you know what? Hey, it's still do, doing better than what we're doing here. Right now, so I can't really hate on him too terribly. Bad. We got the head to head win. It don't matter. We yeah, head to head win. All right. All right, guys, that's our picks. As always, don't put your hard-earned money on our picks. Put them on mine. I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, CJ's done pretty good <laughs> on the damn year. I'll be bad next week. Don't worry. All right, guys. Um, Hey, all I can say, guys, keep your head up high. Don't let your emotions ride too high on what 16-, 17-, 18-year-old kids are doing. Um. Don't ever let your emotions get about about football carry over into your personal life. I know most of y'all know this, and I know most of y'all don't do it. But, you know, just don't get on social media, blowing up, doing all this kind of stuff. It, it's out of our control, man. All you can do is just voice your opinion and move on. Be respectful to others and their opinion. That's what I ask of you because, I mean, we all have our opinion of how this could be fixed, how it should be fixed. But we're not trying, you know, we're, we're on the same team at the end of the day. That's all there is to it. it we want the same thing. We want Florida to be successful. Uh, we may just have differing, differing opinions on how we get to that point. And at this point, I, you know, everybody's opinion is kind of valid <laughs> when, you're, when you're doing as bad as we are right now. So, CJ, what you got for the folks before we jump? Uh, no, just thank you guys so much. Uh for supporting us. I know it's kind of hard to watch these week in and week out now because we're not doing too hot. And I, I commend you, those of you who are showing up, uh, still following us. 
Show uh, still show chatting and show yeah. That's right, chatting in the Facebook, the Twitter, um, all that good stuff. Check out our friends at Alma Mater as always. They've got some stuff over there. I think they announced today the basketball uh jerseys. If you guys want to check those out. Um just you know, that that helps us a bunch, helps them a bunch. So keep doing that. Um no reason, you know, our anger at what's going on with football should leak over into everything else. Um yeah. You know, I, I will say this before before the just you know, it, like her said, we're all we're all part of the same team, same family at this point, and we don't always get along. Um, but we all want the same thing at the end of the day. Um, you know, and if you guys are really, and I see a lot of mental health stuff going on. If this thing's really draining on you. Just take a just, break. Just take a break. Take a break. Take a break, guys. I mean, I, it, I see so many of you that are just absolutely burnt, and I get it, man. And, and the way I look at it is, you know, if it's really bleeding over into, and you're really getting depressed and you're having issues, take a break. Talk, take a break. Talk find to another somebody. hobby to get into. Find, man. find something else to do with your time. Yeah. Because I mean, it, it just it ain't gonna get no better. And it ain't not, worth it. It's not, just not, not right now. worth it. You know, There's no so many better things in life, and I can tell you this as an older guy that's been through a lot of BS in my life. Don't let anything uh, ruin the best version of you that you can't control. Right. And you can't control what, what's going on with this. Not a, not a single bit. Not one complaint you're going to make or one suggestion you're going to make on social media or, or anywhere else is going to change what's happening with Florida football. So if you feel like you're at that point where you're just shouting into the void about something and it and it's and it's bothering you, step away. Just step away, man. Go go spend time with your family or your girlfriend or your hobby. Um boot your Xbox up and, and kill some bad guys on on a Call of Duty or whatever may be your taste of life there. You know, hey, I go out, I go deer hunting, I, I you know, I shoot bullets. It's very therapeutic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just do it do what makes you happy right now you know um you know and, and you know the gator football gator sports is supposed to be um a release um, and, and baseball season's right around the corner and hurts i'm dying <laughs> <laughs> like like i i i i'm so ready for baseball season you have no freaking idea uh but yeah the, you guys you know just watch out for yourselves out there Absolutely. Um, go ahead, Wes. Take us home, Wes. Yeah, I appreciate you guys, everybody that shot at us uh, troops last week. You know, it was better today weekend last week. Uh, the team played hard as far as offense speaking. <laughs> but uh, as this guy said, uh, I'm on a couple message boards as well, and I have taken a step back from the message boards because I do get I'm like some of you guys. I get deeply, deeply, deeply involved and, and emotionally involved. And you guys know, if you've been following this podcast for a while, how I felt about the 2024 class, and it hurts. I mean, I'm, I'm hurt. I took. I, I don't read the stuff. I don't read the negativity. I, I've kind of said some negativity things today. But uh, I realize where we are. And that's the thing. You some, sometimes you have to take, you have to look yourself in the mirror as a man and say, or a woman, and say, "This is where I'm at." And, and as for the Florida program, we have to realize this is where we are, where we have to give some guy, whoever it is, the time to to, to build a program to where because we're not where we are where when when Muschamp took over, where he has a program that was winning and he can he can capitalize off that. We're we're not there. So we got to give uh, Billy Napier the time, and, and that's where we are. I, I, I love his methodical approach to everything, and we just have to be there right now. So just take time, be patient, get away from everything, endure the season to come, because to me, the process, you have to, it, it, to go through that to enjoy the success. So when we get the joy that we're going to get, because fun is going to be right where we need them to be, and believe that, but we have to go through what we're going through now to get to where we're going to be. So just take solace in that. And as always, go Gators. Go Gators, guys. Go Gators, guys, in all kinds of weather and all that other good stuff. Stay yeah, positive.